millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What a track. What a bopski the intro to this show really is. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Friday Night Insight. Alex McCarthy's resting daily. You see it behind me. Welcome and bring in a closed another week of lovely, lovely streams. We thank you for your support. As you can see on Friday Night Insight, I always have a special guest co-host. And this week it is the, I was about to say the finest Scotsman. We're going to assume that Kenny McIntosh won't watch. <laughs> Gary Cassidy, how are you, brother? I'm not too bad. I'll tell you, very stressful week. And then just hearing that little tune, man... The theme tunes just put me on a chilled mood, so I'm I'm good to go, and I'm happy to sit back and talk about the slowest news week of all news weeks in wrestling. Nothing's happened. I mean, nothing to talk nothing. about. Might as well just shut up shop and talk about Love yeah. Island or, or Newcastle <laughs> or Liverpool. Wow. Well, uh, uh, did I see you're you're writing about football these days? Yeah, just in the wee odd, but I mean, I, I dipped my toes in a couple of years back, and and then the wrestling kind of took precedent, and it all went in the back seat. But yeah. Football season started, you know, obviously the crowds are back in and stuff. So revitalised and uh, and just want to do a wee, a wee something else. Like obviously still going to be the, the bread and butter is always going to be the wrestling. But if you can add a wee bit of mustard on there, then I mean, I'll take it eventually every now and again and <laughs> do a wee bit of football and see how it goes. Tremendous. Uh, I, I miss writing about football, I must be honest. Like, it's always weird when you say on Twitter something to do with football and everyone's like flabbergasted. You can't possibly know about wrestling. Stick to and the wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little do they know. Like, I've played higher than most of those people on Twitter would have ever. Ah. Anyway. Oh, I mean, sometimes you get better promos on Match of the Day than you get on uh, Ross Smackdown <laughs> Dynamite. So that's... <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. But I mean, saying that, I, I've got like. I'm hopefully going to cover AJ Usyk boxing next yeah, yeah. month, uh, September. And then in October, I think I might be going back to Fight Island. UFC have offered me anyway. Nice. So the dodgy Wi-Fi Wrestling Daily fans will return, <laughs> I'm afraid. Uh, I don't know. SB3 will probably steer the ship while I'm gone. I don't know how long I'll be gone. Last time I was gone for like two weeks because there was three cards. There's only one this time, I think. So... Might just be five or six days. I don't know. Who knows? Either way. Only six uh, days in the sun, Alex. That's a, such a tough life. Someone has to do it, Gary. <laughs> I, I I put myself forward for these hard-earned chores. And, uh, you know, somebody's got to serve the time. I, I hope it happens anyway. Who knows with everything that's going on. But uh, sometimes, you know, no, all due respect, I quite like the, the break from the usual. 
But, um, you know, having said that, the wrestling has been anything but the usual. But before I move on to that, you know what was like CM Punk coming back to wrestling? Ronaldo <laughs> coming back to Manchester. What is this? Uh, thought he was going to City. Now he's come back to United. Uh, it seems, from what I've seen, like, so Alex was on the phone. Rio was on the phone. I don't know if there are football fans watching in the chat right now. But my word, what a day. I, I'm just glad that he's back in the Prem, to be honest, Gary. I mean, I am, but as a Liverpool fan, I'm not. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I've, I've got less to lose, so it's just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I, I know, I, I'm, you know, I mean, for my fantasy Premier League team, Bruno is uh, coming straight out there. He's off the penalty duty, no point in having yeah. him there. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Ronaldo's gone straight in 100%. I mean, they've got to win the league now. Varane, Sancho, Ronaldo. Jeez, oh. I mean, and I'm sitting here, we've signed a centre-back that's not even played a game for us yet, but that's what it is. And, and um, you know, you've said those signings that they've got, and Pogba has been balling so far this season. <laughs> he has been absolutely bopping, so who knows? Uh, man, I don't know. Like, for Newcastle, it's a very different proposition. <laughs> oh, San Maximan is, like, one of my favourite players, though. He's absolutely incredible. So. And Joe Linton, I mean... At least he's not getting the number nine top anymore. That's that's something. Yeah, Joe Linton <laughs> squeezed out to seven. He's so shit. Yikes. He really is. 40 million. 40 million. Uh, anyway, enough of football. Thank you for joining us tonight on, uh, I was about to call it Talk Wrestling then. It's not. It's Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. We've got a lot to get into. We're going to get into the titular news in a moment, which of course is Becky Lynch related. But if you want to have your say or you have a hot take, get to wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. You can have a hot take that the mod mother herself will forward on to us and you can have whatever you want to say on the show. So please do get involved. My favorite part of the show. We would love to have you. And while you're here, you can become a member. When you first start watching this video, there's a little button at the top and there's something to the right as well in the main screen so you can become a good egg like the many good eggs that are in the chat today there you go there's lizzie stallion a good egg there's gate crasher forever a good egg you can see that by the symbol next to their name and moving forward we are going to be doing special events and gifts hopefully for our uh good eggs that's what we call our members so do get involved uh gary let's talk about the titular news being the real reason Becky Lynch defeated Bianca Belair. I mean, first of all, Adam Blanplay, that's a terrible statement. Newcastle fans are not the worst. I think if you took a survey, there would be at least 10 clubs ahead of us. We're slightly delusional in wanting to be a big club. Other than that, we're a good eggs. Come on now. Come on now, Adam. Um, yeah, I, so the Becky news, as we discussed a minute ago before we came on air, essentially the observer is saying, Gary, that Lynch drew inspiration from Roman Reigns and his excerpts uh, during her time away. Of course, he's become the hottest heel in the business, WWE at least, uh, during her time away. I do think the situations are different, though. Don't you? Just a bit. <laughs> I mean, the crowd definitely don't really want to boo Becky Lynch. Uh, mm. and, and they kind of wanted to boo Roman Reigns. So I think they're, I think they're very different. Um, for me... <sighs> It's a it is a weird one. I mean, it's probably not gonna like change anything with regards to merchandise sales and stuff. People will still buy Becky Lynch t-shirts and stuff like yeah. that. The weird thing, um, 
I always try and see both sides. And the one side that, that you know, I'm seeing just now that's not, this is a crazy, dumb decision. The one thing that's going against that for me is looking at Drew McIntyre, um, weird comparison maybe, but just the way that he was the ultimate baby face for a bit too long. And then the crowd mm. started to get a little bit sick of it. And it's like, is it a preemptive strike where maybe you turn heel before the crowd, you know, turn the heel essentially? Um, so uh, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, I'm not sure about the Roman Reigns reason personally, but who knows? Maybe, maybe it is. I mean, he's he's killing it. He's probably, you know, one of the most exciting people to watch in wrestling overall. So if you're going to emulate someone, why not? So I think they're saying that's the reason right? Like, that's why Becky would squash Bianca, because they knew it would make people unhappy. So we're all, we're meant to believe now that WWE are geniuses, and they knew that this is what was going to happen, that everyone was going to be upset, that it wouldn't look good, and people would take this out on Becky, which I don't think has been the case. People are taking it out on WWE, as opposed to Becky. Um, You know, her being a fully-fledged heel, I mean, they tried this with the birth of the man. If that's the goal, right? To to get people, you know, rallied against them that they cheer Becky, then okay, whatever. But I I don't know. There's a few comparisons for me. Uh, I saw someone in the chat say about the heel turn for Austin in, in 01. I mean, obviously, we haven't had anything as concrete as that yet. Um, you know, kind of I guess just the booking decision will we'll know more tonight with Becky's appearance. But to me, if she was in danger of going stale, as Gary mentioned, which you know is entirely plausible, because I think before she went away, she was, but going away probably bought her some time. You could equate it to maybe, do you remember when Jericho came back and I think it was 07? Yeah, yeah. And he came back and he did like the same stuff mm-hmm. with Orton and everyone was like, hmm. <laughs> like, you know, they, <laughs> yeah, like, they really wanted him back. He'd been gone two years, but it was just a bit like, oh, you know, you've come back and nothing's really evolved and i think jericho's even spoke about this in his book where he could feel it like he knew he was like ah you know people aren't buying this like they used to i need to switch it up and then he went on this like amazing heel run but even so was and i say this with like the utmost respect was jericho ever like the babyface level that becky lynch managed to achieve like like the number one in the company i don't know that he ever was i would say he was maybe the top heel from time to time but i don't know if he was the ever and he's a great baby face but i mean to the point where people didn't want to boo him he's so good as a heel that people were kind of like mm. I, think I, just don't know. Kinda, I think there's two kind of weird parts as well for me where like one of them would be I mean, look how heel heavy the SmackDown. I mean, I say heavy, the, the division isn't heavy in any way. It's very light. <laughs> um, but in terms of the heel face dynamic, there's a lot more heels already. Um, but what you mentioned there with, with you know, um, the booking decision, I feel like that's the way WWE's kind of went the past few years, where it's like not really being able to establish a heel by having a good heel but rather, you know, maybe it's this new form of heat where it's like, well, if we just give them a, a segment that will make them boo, we've got to the, the goal, maybe not the method that we should get to the goal using, but we've got yeah. to the goal anyway just by getting people to boo. So yeah, maybe. ipso facto, you know what yeah. I'm saying. And, <laughs> and, and justify the means, all of that good stuff. David Thompson says, are we starting on... Uh, good, well, he said, good evening. He used to say, are we starting on time today? We did because my laptop is back! No more terrible old laptop for me that takes 10 years to fire up. 
that is super unpredictable uh we're back in business thank you very much david uh i appreciate all of your patience by the way those days that we did start a bit late but we're off to the races today uh, any thoughts on becky lynch wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily get them over to us now so presumably you know they've done this booking decision to help springboard the hill turn on top of that is this purely to work with bianca right is this like a like what's the end goal right like where is becky lynch meant to be heading as a hill i presume it is just to get over bianca even more bianca said many times she wants to be every member of the four horsewomen but Becky, ostensibly speaking, as a heel, could take on like a Tony Storm, a Mia Yim, you know, Liv Morgan. There are a lot of women that could be used properly on SmackDown that aren't getting the TV time at all. And I think that's the criticism right at the moment. All we've really got is the title storyline. That's it. We, are, we, I mean, we do have uh, T, uh, Knox and Shotzi, sorry, um, with Tamina and, well, Natalia's back somehow by a miracle they're they're wrestling again so that's a side story but apart from the titles they don't do much with the women and i get it's only a two-hour show but there is a lot of talent there where you don't have to keep doing the rematches we've heard about i know they've done this or they were going to do this stable with sasha banks and Zelina vega and carmella presumably that's checked at the door now because we don't know what's going on with sasha of course that's her privacy and we leave her to it but at the same time, obviously, it's dropped out. You have to figure out new plans. And by all accounts, Gary, it seems like the Becky Lynch, you know, panic button, as it were, was pushed pretty late. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they had to do something um, for reasons which may have been related to what happened the night before. Uh, <laughs> they might have had <laughs> to do something. And I mean, if there is a point where you bring back Becky Lynch, SummerSlam is as good a point as any when the crowds are back and when CM Punk has just de debuted the night before. I mean, when else are you going to do it? Otherwise, it's just a waiting game and then people get sick of that. The one thing that I, I was going to say that I hope, I'm actually kind of hesitant to say that because I would be fearful as to where it went afterwards. Looking at who the two champions are on Raw and SmackDown, I'd love to see Becky and Charlotte team up and do something with the tag titles and then try and elevate both divisions that way. Um... I mean, again, say try and elevate because the tag titles just seem to always get forgotten about anyway. <laughs> uh, maybe, you know, naivety on my part to think that would be a thing. But it is interesting because, yeah, like I actually seen your tweet earlier about Liv Morgan. I was like, oh, mm. yeah, where's Liv Morgan went? Like, obviously, if she's off TV for a reason, you know, but it doesn't seem like there is from, from, from what we've heard coming out. You know, there's been no reports suggesting mm. that there's, you know, an injury or anything like that. H but history tells us she just goes off TV, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. And that, I mean, she's the kind of person where you were looking a few months ago, even as far back as, you know, last year's WrestleMania, looking going, she could, I mean, very marketable look and everybody loves her. She could easily be a top face on, you know, Raw or SmackDown, but it just doesn't seem to happen. <laughs> uh, I've said a million times, I feel like Sonya Deville is right there. I know... I know they're not having her in the uh, in-ring action just yet, but I think obviously she's an amazing representative of her community and all of all of that stuff with her sexual representation. Um, she, a great role model, full stop, to be honest. Uh, and a great look, right? Um, very comfortable on the microphone. She got really good 
towards the end of the the run of the rivalry with Liv, uh, Mandy. Mandy. And then um, the other thing is I felt like her in-ring game was really stepping up before she went. Like she had that like aggressive, hard-hitting style. I've said this before and no one, no one can probably remember this match, but I do. Uh, Lacey Evans and Sonya Deville had a match just on TV in the pandemic era, and I thought it was so good. I was like, you know, when it takes you back because you're just like, wow, I wasn't expecting that to be very good. But both of them just beat the shit out of each other, and they're both hard hitting women. And I was just like, wow, this is very, very good. I think Sonya's got everything to be a top star whenever they're going to pull the trigger on that again. She's far more than what she is right now. And then I feel like, like, said, um, I feel like bad takes have been missing for this show, so I'm going to throw one oh, no. that might be seen as a bad take here. Sonia Deville, um, the reason I really like her in the ring, you know, obviously the legitimacy and everything, I think Sonia Deville reminds me only in style of Taz. And I love Taz. I'm a big Taz mark. I, I don't know what it is. There's just something about, you know, the crispness of the suplexes, the way she hits mm. the kind of hard-hitting style. There's just something there that's always reminded me of Taz. Uh, obviously, they look very different. So <laughs> it's not the most obvious aesthetic comparison. Um, but, you know, like that or like uh, like the way Shayna Baszler well, as and mainly was because we've not seen much of it recently. Um, but yeah, I, I just think in the ring and on the mic, I mean, it's there. And then you've obviously it's got there. the story of what happened. People want to cheer her. She's a great heel, obviously, but people want to cheer her. So, yeah, I think so too. Um, <laughs> the suplex machine, Sonia Deville. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, and again, like you know, just back to what you said, Liv Morgan has been right there. She was getting the reactions at Money in the Bank. Is there really an excuse to not have her on TV since July 18th? What was that like? Six weeks, nearly. Stupid. Um, I, I don't know how you can't find the stories. Me and him like moved over to SmackDown. We haven't even seen her. Tony Storm has only had her debut match, and that's it. What is actually going on? I don't know. But either way, the, the opponents are there for Becky. Presume we're told. Oh, Naomi's on. It's Naomi on SmackDown as well. She is. Yeah, Naomi got moved to SmackDown as well. But again fleeting appearance once <laughs> and we've not seen her since <laughs> get her in the bloodline man just get her in there for god's sake um especially after what roman said i just thought it's a no-brainer just put her in there um it doesn't matter that you're married into it it counts uh i mean paul Heyman's in it for god's sake anyway um yeah i i just feel like there's a lot to consider with becky lynch in this hill run she wanted it number one right that's what we're hearing she pitched it and again, if this is coming together late, it's hard to make all of them pieces fit. I, I actually think if that was by design at SummerSlam, then they've done pretty well. But we'll only ever be able to figure that out after tonight, right? Like how it's followed up on. And I saw someone mention this in the chat earlier. All four horsewomen, for the first time in like recent memory, are heels. I know Bailey's out for the foreseeable future and she'll probably get like the Triple H pop when she's back. But... Um, Deservedly so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, 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 I, and I doubt you could you could have all four of them on one show just because of like the disparity. But if you could have like, you know, the four women going around as a faction, let's just riff, Gary. Who would you have as like the four women to say, hey, right, like Survivor Series or something... Because I've heard before, like, and I think Kaylee Ray said this, like, new generation. Yeah. It'd be her, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, and was it EO at the time? Yes. I can't remember. Yes, it was EO Shirai at the time. Because mm. we both got that uh, exact same quote. Yes. <laughs> we yeah. both obviously ask great questions. That's why. <laughs> Listen, 
<laughs> you can't argue with the results, Gary. Uh, deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But still, like that could do a lot for everyone involved. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I feel like it's worth giving Becky the chance, but Everything is kind of pointing to she's just going to end up being cheered. I don't know how it's going to help Bianca. I'm all willing for letting it play out, of course, uh, especially with Becky concerned. But I just don't know if this screams a good idea, Gary. No, I do think that, though. The, the fact that it's Becky Lynch. I mean, I, I think she could make anything work for a start. I mean, the, the hardest task is getting people to boo her. But at the same time, you've got to think, you know, everybody always talks about this. Nobody's bigger than WWE because they don't really let people get bigger than the company now. Um, you know, understandably so, maybe. But I think if there's one person that's at that level, it's probably Becky Lynch. So if Becky Lynch goes backstage and says, look, I want to be heel, who's telling her no? I mean, <laughs> it'd be a very, yeah. very tough discussion to have to, to, to you know, risk making her unhappy in any way by, by declining a request. So... Yeah, and, and I love it anyway. I mean, we're only a couple of days in and she's already like posting photos of the billboard of the TV show Heels um, to hit back at the reports and stuff. I'm happy to let it play out. I'm just happy she's back in all honesty. I just can't wait to see what she does. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, Mark Board makes a good point here. Sastra will still be younger than two-fourth of that new generation. True. Uh, only really Rhea Ripley is the young one. You, you know, people didn't really think about this going into WrestleMania, but Bianca Belair is two years older than Sasha Banks. Yeah. No. Which you just don't expect, but she is. Um, and I think Io Shirai is older than Sasha. Kay- Kaylee Ray is 28. 
I know that much. Right, so that's that's in around the same age. What's the age? I thought she was like thirty. I'm googling. Oh come on! Don't make me click on it. 1990. <laughs> so yeah, she's 31. Jesus. All right. Well, I've said this before. Sasha's had a ridiculous career already. Like her yeah. body of work. She could retire tomorrow, and you could make the argument she's the greatest female wrestler in WWE history. But there we have it. Uh, I know the crew would love to hear that on Twitter. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Moving forward, we've got a couple of bits to talk about here. And I see one in the chat, which is a nice segue from Harris GTJ. Adam Cole to debut on SmackDown tonight. Honestly, it's just hope more than anything. This is good for us to get into, Gareth. Um, what we did see today is he cancelled his Twitch stream yeah. for tonight. He says, you know, something came up. Um, that's led everyone to kind of go, hmm... You know, and, and I guess it could apply to Rampage. Yeah, because they're one of two things. Really, SmackDown. <laughs> it, everyone's like, ah, uh, who knows? But you know, do we think he appears anywhere tonight? And if so, where? I mean, my inclination would be that if he's going to be anywhere, it would be Rampage. Um, out of the two, you know. Uh, but for me, it's it's such a weird one because the one thing that I hope we don't get. I really hope we don't get Adam Cole back in NXT. I just I feel like <laughs> the, the story's told, it's done, it's been done for quite a long time, and I feel like he's getting to the point where, and I should say both of these names that I'm going to say have brought it back, um, but Champa and Gargano, I felt like there was a point where they just get so stale for me where I was watching, and I'm like, ah, oh, I know you guys are so talented, but it's just not coming through because you've been the same for so long. And I feel yeah. like Adam Cole's in that bracket. So as long as he doesn't reappear on NXT, I don't mind. Um, I think, you know, I think Adam Cole on SmackDown wouldn't be a terrible thing at all. I just feel like it would fit better in AEW. The way, you know, just the way he is in terms of in-ring style. The one thing I'll say that if he does go to AEW, I kind of hope he is Adam Cole in AEW. I hope he doesn't really revert too much to, to you know, pre-WWE. Adam Cole, I hope we do get like the way he's been. The, like, yeah. like, I think that charisma is something that AEW could really benefit from, even though they've got loads of it already. It's something they could benefit from. Let me tell you, the cat is hot news in the chat, Gary. <laughs> I, I was going to try and point yeah, that way. There we go. Close enough. My pointing game is not strong. I'm not going to be winning a Royal Rumble anytime soon and pointing to a WrestleMania sign with, <laughs> with that technique. Uh, yeah. Um, super cat. What's the cat's name? Uh, Elsa. Um, yeah, Elsa, like possibly, Frozen. yeah, possibly because that movie came out around the time we got her, <laughs> or a couple there of years before, I think it was. Yeah, that, that, that strikes me that your missus maybe had the final call. <laughs> I, I think I actually kind of accepted the feet on it, and then you know just went, ah, might as well, might as well. Sure. I, I actually, I actually think I might have, I, I might have been the first one to suggest it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> maybe jobbing myself out there ever so slightly, but. I <laughs> well, I mean, as people have noted correctly in the chat, rampage was obviously uh, taped ahead oh, of Dynamite this week. So, thus, there could be no Adam Cole debut this week. But uh, if he doesn't appear on SmackDown, people will start, obviously, get talking. Can add a vignette in? Yeah. I like how we've both been absolutely jobbed out and not knowing that uh, or forgetting that Rampage was... Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I will say, I... It's so difficult to to say what he's going to do because we are not privy to obviously where we discussed his head with Vince McMahon. WWE were going to take another run at him this week. 
And you would imagine with all everything that's going around, it would be in whoever's interest that does sign him to make it a surprise when he comes out. Yeah. It'd be big business. Adam Cole as well had all the leverage in the world with both parties. Could not have been in a stronger position with both of them really wanting to get hold of him. I, my gut tells me he's going to AW. I think personally, and I've made these points a million times on this show, so I'm only going to give you bullet points, but can he trust what Vincent Mann tells him in a way his push is going to go? Has he looked at the way other NXT stars have progressed to the main roster and how they've then been used? How has guys his size historically done on the main roster under Vince McMahon? There are exceptions to the rule, and he is good enough to be one of those, but it's not a guarantee with Vince McMahon. Name you know, we've seen to, to short AA incoming if it goes to SmackDown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cole. I, I yeah. don't know. Like, I, I think... Um, it's one of those things as well where you look at if Andrade and Alistair Black and people like that can fall through the cracks, then you better believe that so can Adam Cole. Uh, I, I I, just, I don't know. If I'm Adam Cole, I'm thinking about all of that. And on the flip side of that, Britt Baker, his partner is in AEW. Having, she's thriving. She's not just in there. Uh, the Elite, of course, he used to be a part of Bullet Club. They are the EVPs of the bloody company. You can bet your bottom dollar they want Adam Cole, and that's an offer there. And the money between AW and NXT is probably comparable, maybe even better. Not to mention, he also, uh, he also said that his Twitch channel is going nowhere. So that mm-hmm. might lead you to believe that, you know, because if, if he's going to get that written into a WWE contract, I think there would be a lot of people who wouldn't be too happy that had, they've had to, you know, cancel their ones. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting addition. But again, things can change. Yeah, I just feel, and, and and this is a little bit as well, like I saw Britt Baker talking in an interview and it's probably tongue-in-cheek, you know, but talking about how Punk and AJ Lee versus her and somebody else. Um, and she was like, oh, you know, we have to get Sunday out of the way. Of course, she could be trolling and stuff, but I don't know, just her demeanour. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he probably is AEW bound. Having said that, if he turns up on SmackDown, I'll pop just as hard. Like, ah, when, I mean, give, I, give me that match. That mixed tag team match sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, it, I think main roster um, Adam Cole or Adam Cole and AEW both would have the possibility to be great. And I would love it. I really would. It's just a lot more of the stars line up in AEW. And it goes back to what Gary said about Twitch. Uh, it goes back to the history he's got of all of the people there. And uh, and again, looking at NXT and their moves up to the roster and how they've always done. I just... I just think there's more to it for Adam Cole. I know someone's... Uh, Ash Vox has mentioned in the chat that Adam Cole removed the, the WWE shop link from his Twitter. But again, I think his stuff actually still is on the shop. I had a look earlier. Um... Again, he could just be doing that, right? Like, it's really hard to read into these signs because you never really know. Um, but I, if you're asking me where I think without putting my name on anything, I'm reporting, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get back to run it, run it back. Um, I think AEW personally, Gary, you the same, yeah, AEW. I, th- I think AEW, and I actually think he's the kind of guy that one, I think he would want to work in. And two, I think they would want him to work there. New Japan, I could see him doing the, the odd wee match in New Japan. And I, I think it would be great as well. And obviously, AEW would not be a barrier to him doing that. So Yeah, exactly. I think, um, I mean, he has done, obviously, um, Wrestle Kingdom before. I think he did Carlo Riley at Wrestle Kingdom, actually, yeah, for the Ring of Honor title. Um, 
So we put him in the G1 or something. The G1 next year could be absolutely ridiculous. Oh, like if yeah. if everything comes to pass and like COVID settles down, these stupid variants, the G1 could literally be insane. Um, but either way, like we you know wherever Adam Cole win- and ends up, we're we're all winners. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on in the news today, some of you guys may or may not be aware, both Gary and I spoke to Samoa Joe. We were by far the best journalists on the call. But that we would say that. Uh, Matty Patrick is going to be watching this absolutely region. <laughs> yeah, fuming, as he should be, as he should be. Um, but it's, I did want to talk about, obviously, what I spoke to Joe about, uh, and that would, of course, be WWE's scouting directive, which seems to be the hot term, and also like the recruitment policy that is a byproduct of that. Now, for those unaware, Samoa Joe is, of course, a scout in WWE as well, as well as the NXT champion, as perverse as that sounds. And he works alongside the likes of William Regal and, you know, Triple H, and they go out and they look for talent. It's been a bit of an up and down thing where everyone's going, ah, yeah, WWE are looking for more bigger, younger guys, which is, I guess, a staple of their recruitment policy forever. Um, And they're moving away from the quote-unquote indie target that they had for so many years that really helped build NXT to what it was as a result. And I think uh, Nick Khan, I always got to say Tony or Nick, <laughs> Nick Khan said in an interview with Ariel Hawaii, um that yes, NXT is going to be changing and there is going to be a different look for it moving forward. They're going to leave behind basically the work rate takeovers that we loved so much. Um, so in that vein, I did say to Joe, well, what, what's the deal, basically? Like, help, just you know, for, consider me naive, and I don't know what the deal is. How does the recruitment policy and the scouting for WWE work, in a nutshell? And this is what he had to say. Uh, he, you know, for me, just to set the table. As for the directive, yeah, there is a directive, and they do come straight from Vince McMahon. So this isn't like Triple H once upon a time going, we could go out and get this guy, we could get that guy, PWG, they just raid. None of that. It's just a case of Vincent Mann saying, this is what I want. Uh, he goes on to say, Vince says, hey, this is what we want. But the directives, hmm, it's weird. They've been around forever. I worked for WWE in developmental when I was very, very first starting in California. And these directives existed even then. But they change. It changes based on the needs of the company. It's funny. I read the articles. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I read the outrage about the directive and I'm like, this is nothing different. And then next week, the directive will be different. I think that at this point, the track record of NXT and the hiring process has shown that. And that's fair. They have recruited like, you know, a lot of crews away to different points and then NFL and, you know, I get it. He uh, goes, there have been different cycles where different types of athletes come in. Everything from independent talents come in to just straight up athletes. These directives change and they shift basically on the needs of the company. The directive right now is probably a little bit younger and looking for a little more athletic, which isn't terrible whatsoever. But the directive will invariably shift as the needs of the company shift. The directive, it comes from Vince. We all follow it and we get the job done for him. And we're happy to do so, Gary, says Samoa Joe. Um, and it, it just kind of adds to that because, as Gary will know, being on the call, I was like, I was ready to take that answer. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And he's like, yeah, and another thing. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and he was like, it really is that simple. Um, and he was saying, it's not that convoluted. It, if we're, 
it's we're looking for this right now. Can you get us this? And they say, sure, we're the talent department. We'll go and get you that. It's much like a casting agency. If you're in Hollywood, then maybe a few months later you go, ah, I need this, which is different from what I said before. But can you go and get me that? And as a talent department, you say, you know what? We can go and get you that. Uh, they go out and find him what he needs. Yes, that's how it works. I hope I have demystified the process for everybody. Um, essentially, Samoa Joe is just saying you're overthinking it. We've all known for a long time WWE are size driven, or certainly Vince McMahon is Gary. Yeah. It just feels a bit like, you know, they've looked at NXT and said this isn't working which I think is also open to interpretation. But Vince has obviously said, that's not working. We want to skew to the bigger guys. We want to bring in the Baron Corbins, the Omoses uh, and the likes, right? Those big kind of blank canvas yeah. talents. Uh, what do you make of what Samoa Joe had to say there in WWE's guidance? Because Tony Khan had something to say today. The one thing that I feel like I should say is if Samoa Joe writes an autobiography and you do the audiobook, I will buy it because uh, that was that was get great. me in it. I'll yeah, do that it. Was, that was fantastic. Um, <laughs> I, I felt like I was back in the the virtual room with him there when you were uh, reading that. Um, but no, I, I think it's weird. Um, for me, the, the main kind of confusion is the timeline. And I actually, I, I loved Samoa Joe's answer. I already I said that to you. I thought it did a great job of demystifying it. <laughs> it yeah. was quite, a, it, it done exactly what it said. But yeah, for me, it's the it's the timeline. Um, because if this came out while NXT was still on a Wednesday on TV against AEW, you'd probably get it. It would make a lot more sense because, you know, sports entertainment, not wrestling. Of course, yeah. they're going to want to bring in, you know, NFL players and you know you mentioned the Omos who came in as a, a basketball player called John, Jordan Omogbehan uh, and then they just moulded him into Omos and I think you'd have to say it worked <laughs> I think mm. they did a pretty good job of Omos um, but yeah I think it would make more sense if they were trying to make NXT an alternative to uh, AEW but it, it seemed to me almost like NXT was going to go back to being an alternative to Raw and Smackdown and be yeah. that kind of developmental brand. On the flip side of that, I guess if it's back to being a developmental brand, why would you bring in people that were different from what you want on Raw and SmackDown? Because you'd be training them to go on to Raw and SmackDown, where maybe that's why we've seen such a, you know, I wouldn't say like it's not a disaster in any way, but the way it's been kind of lacking when we've seen talents go to Raw and SmackDown, you've already mentioned Adam Cole and why he would not want to go to Raw and SmackDown potentially because they might mess them up, like they kind of have with a few people. Mm. So it would make sense. Maybe that's why there's a disconnect between NXT and, and Raw and SmackDown. So maybe I guess you just, you go from source and you start bringing in people that you think would be on Raw or SmackDown as a big star and then just build them in NXT. Um, that said, I mean, I think we've seen some great stuff with the breakout tournament and one name that I think is the epitome of this, Odyssey, Odyssey Jones. Yeah, love Odyssey My Jones. God. Yeah, so I think... Um, it kind of makes sense. And I do think like Samoa Joe, that, like exactly what he said about, you know, in six months, it might be different. Just the way it is, isn't it? Business. Like if, if you mm. if you want to make money, I mean, you can't be sentimental and just be like, oh, we'll just bring in, I say sentimental as if they've not just brought in everyone for the sake of uh, other yeah. people not getting them, but no room for sentimentality. I don't mind it. I think it's fine. I mean, it's sports I... entertainment and if AEW is going to be that alternative, cool. 
I, I do, and there was kind of a precise reason I asked Samoa Joe, not because, I mean, partly because that's where he works and he would know. But, like, you have to imagine when Samoa Joe imagined becoming a scout for WWE, he's imagining going to, like, the California indie events. Yeah. He's imagining picking up the talent who started like he did, and he knows all of these little hotbeds. Like, he's not imagining going to these combines and watching these – I don't know. I could be wrong, but I didn't get a chance to ask, ask a follow-up, obviously. Got, got to watch the Miami I, Dolphins and pick out the yeah, quarterback and go, if he yeah, ever transitions yeah. to wrestling <laughs> – but that's what I like wanted to say to him. Like, is this really what you thought it was going to be? But I don't know. Anyway, uh, but while we continue this topic, guys, thank you for watching us tonight on this Friday. Thumbs up, subscribe, all of that good stuff for the Wrestling Daily community. That helps us a great deal. So please make sure you give us the goods and help the good brothers here, the good eggs out, and help this channel grow. We appreciate you. And also, you can have your say and all the things Gary and I are speaking about tonight, WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestling daily and after we're done talking about the recruitment process of wwe uh we can also to do a little q a i think in the live chat anything you want to ask gary anything you want to ask myself fire away we'd be happy to have you uh, uh so the other thing i do want to touch on you know wwe want bigger right they want larger than life it's funny because when you look at the the biggest and best stars ever i think maybe taker's the only one who's like a legitimate huge man right like i i get it like big show was a main event kind of level star but mm, is he was he ever oh, a true he was never the, the top no guy no yeah. no he wasn't austin Sorry, was like wait. what yeah exactly <laughs> austin was like what six two i think angles like six two brock six three rock six five um triple h six four like, they're in and around. I mean, it's still an impressive height. If you're ever in yeah. front of someone who's that big, it is an impressive height. Triple H is a big man, isn't he, Gary? But, yeah, um, yeah, slightly bigger than us. Slightly. Yeah, just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> but, like, I think when they start going, oh, you know, we want these larger. Like, I look at Omos and I think, that's going to be tough for you. Yeah. Right? Like, it's very hard to book and protect a man of that size his whole career. Because at some point, you want the match, right? You want yeah. them to give you the match that you want to see and like for a huge man i do think it's hard and it's a discussion to be had there aren't many guys in around seven foot i mean kevin nash is another one sorry kane like but there aren't many that you would say you know what that that was the guy and even out of all those names that i mentioned only kevin nash and undertaker are probably in the discussion of guys who like drew real money i know there's the whole kevin nash what a shit champion he was in 96 but the nwo angle was an incredible money maker, and you have to include him in that. Um, so I think it is it's difficult. I, and I see in the chat people going, Oh, big show made in WCW. I'm not saying where they're made, I just mean in terms of WWE taking someone, big talent, and making them their star. Yeah, big show was obviously Paul White in WCW, the giant in WCW, big show in WWE. One thing uh, I think that, you know, might be a potential reason for that is um, I feel like with big guys, and my perfect example I'm going to use is Braun Strowman here, um, with big guys, you know, they do make them a, a big guy and they make them intimidating, 
But then there's always that entertainment side. There's always that little thing that Vince loves seeing an entertaining giant. Yeah. That's a, it's a fine balance because if you, you know, if you go too far into it, like Braun Strowman did, he adapted to the entertainment really well. And it was his detriment because after you do that, you've kind of diminished a little bit of the mystique of how protected you can be as a big guy. Um, so I always feel like that's the hindrance on big guys. And it's a shame because Braun Strowman, I mean, my God, the guy was everything you'd think Vince McMahon would want. And he's no longer the company. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I do understand, you know, that they're, they are like an attraction. Yeah. I get it. Um, I just feel like the way wrestling has advanced over the years, it's maybe foolish, far be it from me to tell Vince that, to kind of discard the elite workers in the world and say, okay, but we're going to focus on big, marketable talent. Because I still think at the end of the day, when the bell goes, there are a lot of fans that needs, need the match that comes with it. You can't just sell on, we've got a load of big guys, right? Like I, I, There has to be a bit more than that. And, and I think the, what I'm trying to say is the real superstars typically tend to be the middle ground. I look at like Gable Steveson, who just won Olympic gold? Good-looking guy, huge. He like he's very Brock Lesnar-esque. He's about two inches shorter, but the guy is just huge. Um, he could be, like, he's like a freak athlete. These are the guys you look at and you think, oh my god, they could do anything. Um, that is kind of the middle ground I think you're looking for. Take them; they can do anything, be anything. Maybe you need that mix. But Vince, and I'm just going on what Samoa Joe says here. He has this directive, presumably because he doesn't feel like he has enough young, big guys. Like, almost, I don't know, Corbin's in his 30s now. Duke Hudson is 6'5". Yeah. Um, let go of Braun, obviously. Yeah, you struggle to, struggle to think of any. <laughs> Not many. I mean, they, they haven't got many guys under 30 full stop. So yeah. I, I think the recruitment process should skew younger, whatever the... Um, and I understand that because they've they, you know, they been signed. Eli Drake's an example. A lot of guys who've been around a long time, mid-30s, come on in. And it's like, eh, I get it. They, they could add something to NXT. But what AEW do really well, in my opinion, Gary, yeah. is they have like the legends and the established people. And they have that underbelly of people that are under 30. And they mingle them very, very well. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the, it's the real thing, though, because, you know, the age thing, I do get it. But wrestlers are wrestling a lot older now like, they are i mean the prime tends to you know the prime age tends to come at about 40 i think now in terms of you know finn balor's 40 like samoa joe's obviously 42 but i guess injuries would maybe mean he might be i say winding down the guy's just won a championship yeah. <laughs> i've got him hanging his boots up but it seems like you know aj aj styles is the perfect example of a guy who came into his prime a wee bit later in his career and you know it doesn't look like he's slowing down too much so it is a bit odd for me, but I definitely agree in AEW. Like, there's guys there that you look at, and, I mean, even even around the 30 mark, there's a lot. But if you look under the age of 30, I mean, MJF is the one that always stands out, and then the guy's in top flight as well, obviously. Um, I think even looking, I think Rio's, like, ridiculously young. Um, and then around the 30 age, I think you've got your Darby Allens and stuff like that who... I mean that guy. That guy could have his career shortened, obviously, by yeah. <laughs> by his own in-ring style. Um, but I, I just, yeah, I do think they they've got that weird balance uh, absolutely perfect, where mm. you've got older guys and the younger guys 
and then you kind of somehow use the older guys to make the younger guys look good. Uh, novel yeah. idea, doesn't it? No one that I think will catch on. <laughs> no. I mean, Darby Allen's 28. I think Sammy Guevara is still in his 20s. Hangman yeah. Page is 29 or turning 30. Uh, they've, they, they're very healthy in that department. Whereas WWE, I think they only had two male performers under 30 on the show. Dominic Mysterio being one of them. And I can't even remember off the top of my head who the other one was. Um, that, that would take some racking my brain around. Like, but Did you say SummerSlam? I think it was SummerSlam I saw. Dominic was one. If anyone can shout out in the chat, go ahead. Um, I can think yeah. female would have been Rhea Ripley, but I can't think any other males. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, what have I got here from somebody in the chat that I wanted to put? Somebody says Corbin is considered a big guy. Maybe he's tall, but that's it. He's not maybe tall. He's bloody tall. He's a big bloke. Like in the flesh, there's a photo of me with him, and I, I'm come up below his shoulder, and I'm like, and I mean, he's, he's not exactly Peter Crouch either. He does have a wee bit of muscle on he's him. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's not like you know, he's not like a beanpole. Um, yeah. I would say he's legit like six, 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 seven. Like legitimately. He's he's in and around that mark. He's a big, big bloke. Um but yeah, I know what you mean. Like he's not like a Braun Strowman, if that's what you're trying to say. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Um right, let's take a look then. It's we've got 13 minutes left. So why not? Let's have some questions, little QA in the live chat. You guys get it going now. Let us, uh, you know, start filling up the chat and we will get to them in a moment. We look forward to taking those on. Uh, almost someone said it might be him who's under 30. Let me have a look. Oh, yeah, he's got to be, hasn't he? He's 27. There you go. It was almost who's the second one. You wouldn't think it, of course, because he's fucking enormous. But <laughs> there you have it. Uh, Gary, man, like I see you've been doing some interviews lately. I'm just going to ask you about those. Why the live chat populates some questions, guys. Anything you want to know, <laughs> let us know. Also, while you're here, subscribe, thumbs up, give us all of that good loving. Please do help. Uh, Gary. So the I said this before. The thing I really enjoy about your interview style uh, and overall quality of it, you're not just reliant on the WWE anymore, right? Because you work for Inside the Ropes, not like when you was at Sportskeeda, but you've still maintained a very busy schedule. I like getting to know people through your interviews a lot of the time because some talent I don't, I'm not, you know, might have seen their name with promotions, but I don't know them very well. So, I mean, what have you been doing lately that people could check out? So the, the main one um, would be... Uh... Mickey James. So that, that was the main one, purely for name value, but also the fact that the interview <laughs> ran almost two hours, uh, which was two hours, a, a little bit longer than anticipated. Yeah. Jesus. Um, that, um, so the full interview is in the latest Inside the Ropes magazine, but it will be, you know, some of them will be dripping through because some of the stuff was newsworthy and it would be a shame not to not to put it out there. Um, yeah. Predominantly, the, the main thing that I had to ask, um, you know, I've mentioned to you, Many times, Alex, about my, my favourite thing being when, and not for the fact they made the joke, but when Triple H made the joke about Paige, I got to ask Paige about it like days later. So the main thing about this Mickey James one was that I was on the media call a few months ago and made the possible mistake of asking Triple H about an all-women's pay-per-view and Mickey James announcing Empower and, you know, or wanting contracted stars on it and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, yeah. so the main crux of the interview 
was me asking her what her thoughts were on on Triple H saying that, <laughs> which is good fun. Yeah, <laughs> reading out the quote and saying, "Can can you elaborate on what um, your thoughts are on this?" And so it was that, but also a little bit about you know Empower and how the full NWA thing came together because everybody immediately goes to our oh, husband's there. That's why she's there. But she's actually really good friends with Billy Corgan because of their time in TNA. Um, sure. So there's like a lot of stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, that would have been the main one. I've been getting the, the wee odd WWE one as well in the same issue. Uh, I interviewed Rhea Ripley for something that I actually think it only pops me, but it's my favourite <laughs> thing ever for any interview. And it's a thing we do called 20 Questions. And there's like three of them are wrestling related, but the other 17 are random nonsense about, you know, what's your cheap meal? Um, what's the weirdest fan interaction you've had? Um, you know, who's the biggest joker in the locker room and stuff like that? Just because I'm a massive, you know, Soccer AM fan as a kid, that was the kind of interviews that... that I, I don't do the, you know, who's the longest in the shower. No. <laughs> I think that's a bit dated and maybe when yeah. they go down too well. Um, the, but... love jo- the love joy years of Soccer AM, by the way, yeah. are incredible. But yes, <laughs> yeah. continue. But yeah, so that's like that. I've got Rhea Ripley was in the, the recent one. But I've actually really enjoyed doing, um, you know, them with other people. And even people that are, you know, like you said, lesser known. One of the recent ones that I had was uh, Masha Slamovich, who just, um, just had her AEW debut on dark or elevation or one of those shows uh, one of those very long wrestling heavy shows that uh that is someone who loves promos i don't really sit through the full thing um kind of zip through and watch the matches i want but yeah masha slamovich um was one she's on yeah. power as well um and yeah kind of just picking up the odd one here and there tucker was one that i interviewed recently that i actually really enjoyed the main thing for me is um and some would call it lazy journalism, and I get that. But the main thing for me that is that I love when someone is um, is released for WWE or leaves WWE of their own accord, asking them about uh, about pitches that they made yeah, that yeah. didn't quite come to fruition. And it's actually a really annoying thing because you get the answer. How's going, that oh, I lazy? Really wish that happened. Oh, because it's the yeah. same question to ask everyone. Yeah, but come <laughs> on, now. your research. <laughs> yeah. That's like me though. Like every every single interview I get, I'm like, so when you got backstage, uh, what <laughs> happened? Yeah, you know. I mean, it's, it's something that's it's not. And we're not going to bury anyone here, of course. But it's not asking um, about what wrestlers think of your home country. Oh and it's, my it's god! It's not asking dream matches either. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a bit lazy because I, I I think I've got so many of those questions i could probably you know dive into an interview knowing nothing about the person and still make it to the other side but i mean it's, it's the way you deliver the questions and you know like like we both learned with um with samoa joe yesterday it's the way you ask a question you can ask anything and get a good answer as long as you are not a dick when you ask it <laughs> pretty, pretty much pretty much uh yeah that's a very good very good list of interviews that everyone should go and check out. I know that it's inside the ropes magazine, and of course, the website has lots of scoops too. Uh, I love inside the ropes. Moving along, we'll do a bit of the QA here. Uh, the first one I can see is from Forgotten Wonder Zubex, who says, Not a question, but I've been able to watch for like a month. Very happy to be back. Also, I found your intro song. <laughs> well done, Forgotten Wonder Zubex. You have been missed, my friend. Uh, CM Chris says, Question for Alex and Gary. What's the furthest you've ever gone for a football game? Mine is from Newcastle to Guernsey by plane for the FA Vars semi-final first leg in 2013. Wow. Um, For me, Jesus. Uh, I mean, going to Newcastle for home games for me is tough. It's like, it's it's literally like... That's probably any away day you could ever have. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, So I go... 
I go straight up the M1. I live just north of London. And that takes me to like the A Road, which is only, I don't know, 30 miles out from Newcastle. So it is the most boring drive in history, just straight up the motorway. Um, and it takes like four and a half, five hours. So doing that like kind of twice a year, you're a bit like, oh, man, this sucks. Um, I think the furthest I've gone for a football game. So when I used to play a bit, and I played for Watford when I was 14, we had a tournament in France, like the south of France, though, um, which was kind of cool, you know, getting on London, getting on the plane, and we were all in our like Watford tracksuits and stuff. And I thought, I've made it. I'm, I'm already a pro. I was definitely not a pro. Uh, but I can't it was believe they cool. kept Troy, Troy Dini ahead of you, Alex. I know. I what were they, they thinking? <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm, I'm as burly as Troy, Troy yeah. Dini. Uh, nah, yeah. So that was a really cool experience, though. Um, we lost in the semi-final of that. To a team from Guadeloupe. They were massive. They were not 14. I still contest it to this day. Uh, but, yeah, we, in, along the way, we played like teams. Uh, I played Dynamo Kiev's academy team. Scored against those. Um, who else did we play? I think Marseille were there. There was like a couple from around Europe, like Olympiacos maybe were there. It was really cool, really cool. Uh, again, I was like 14 though. So I'm going to choose that one. Gary? Weirdly, I have actually never been to a match outside of Glasgow. Um, wow! I've a, I've, yeah, I've done a load of uh, a load of tours, you know, stadiums, uh, like the new campus one that I think everyone should do, even if you don't like, you know. Football. I've done that. Uh, the museum yeah. they've got inside it is ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. You're like, how can that be inside a stadium? It's huge. <laughs> and they've got a chapel inside the stadium as well, yeah. you know, in the tunnel. Yeah. And that and um, that and Hamburg are my two favourites. I mean, the, the Hamburg stadium is very impressive as well. And I went to that after they'd been um, relegated to Bundesliga 2, which was um, not, not mm. the best. <laughs> Tour guide wasn't very happy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. but no, aside from that, I've only really been to, you know, Scotland games, Rangers games, and then kind of neutral games that have took place in Glasgow. Uh, weirdly, I'm going to a, a football match on Sunday. Very exciting football match. You know, a, a huge, huge match between St Mirren and St Johnston. Saint Mirren, the battle of the, <laughs> battle of the Saints. Can't knock that. Yeah. So uh, Rangers and Celtic are playing uh, on Sunday. I'm not going to that. I'm going to the match after that. You, and Paisley, you're going. You're going to the. You're going to the real game. Uh, what is the dream WrestleMania match that y'all want to see today? Ooh, um, I mean, the easy answer is Rock Roman. Isn't I know it? Rock and Reigns. I know it's the one that you, you you go to, but. I think we should take into account that we might see that next year and, yes. and tick it off the dream lists and think of something less I'm, easy. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say, for me, it would be uh, Brock and Volta. And the reason I say it might not happen, I, I'm, I've got a hard time believing Brock wants to be chopped by Volta. <laughs> like, if he didn't want to work for Dean Ambrose, I don't know how much he's going to want to do that. But um, that has the potential to be all kinds of awesome like that would make Volta oh my god it would be insane and obviously having spoke to Volta about it and how much he like thinks Brock is the best ah oh, man that would be great uh Gary what you got I think I'm gonna go slightly differently um show my bias a little bit and go for Kaylee Ray versus I kind of want to say Nikki Ash just for the sake of having two Scottish women but I think I would go Kaylee Ray Sasha Banks I think that's a Ooh. match that would I mean Give that even five minutes, and I think it'd be a great match. But if you were to give that a bit of you know heavy time investment, that would be brilliant. Wow, 
Um, I can't argue with that. Kaylee Ray's going to have a ton of great matches on the main roster. Uh, Hail Hydra says, uh, what do you think Becky can actually do in order to get over his hill and get booed? It didn't work last time. I'm not sure what faces she can squash that would get her booed. Um, I think that's a very, very fair point. Like, I don't know if there's anyone so beloved that it would get Becky booed. And that's the other thing. Like, maybe people will boo because of, like, the booking, which is, like, not really a Becky, but that's who they'll have to boo um, to make their point. It's very difficult. I felt like um, when Jericho did it successfully, it's because he, like, stripped everything away. Same as Edge. When Edge was at his pomp as a heel, you have to strip all the things that people love about you away um, and just concentrate on basically being the, the crappiest person possible. Um, and, the, and I guess like you do need strong baby faces around you. I still maintain to this day, the rock was so great because he had triple H and vice versa. Um, I, 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 I just think it's going to be really uphill for Becky to, to get booed. I honestly think they'll give up on it after, after, I don't know, not long. Yeah, bear with me here because there is a reason that I bring this up. But the thing that I remembered as a kid hating more than anything was when the Dudley boys would bring at a table and not get someone <laughs> through said ah, table. Yeah. So I think you need to deny the fans what they want. So I don't know what it is for Becky Lynch, if it's maybe refusing to cut a promo or refusing to wrestle matches. But at the same time, it's still a... I, I would be veering more... Uh, to agree with you in terms that it will probably get given up on shortly when they realise that if you've got something there that people want to cheer, embrace it because it doesn't happen that often. I mean, it's it's much harder to have a hot baby face than a hot heel in today's yeah. wrestling. Much harder to get someone who's actually naturally and organically loved. So don't fight it. Um, what we got? Final region says, did you see CM Punk's shoes? I did. I have no idea what they mean. Um, I saw BD was on there, which I'm going to assume is Brian Danielson. And I, I assume that they're, they're either a tribute to people close to him or teases. I don't know, though, Gary. You're very good at this kind of code-breaking stuff. I actually think the first one was um, a different message that people took to mean something, and then it's been twisted. So the first one, I believe, had... Um, AC, it was, was it? A yeah, but it had, two, it had AC and then it had something else where I see... And FC, I think it was, which I thought was like all, Ch all Chicago or forever Chicago or something. I thought it was Chicago. But then I think people seen AC, said Adam Cole. And then I think CM Punk being the trolley is, was like, do you know what would be funny this week? I will just write two initials of Bray Wyatt and uh, Brian Danielson yeah. and, and just send the internet crazy. I hope that's the answer because I think that is a pretty cool way to go about it. But. I don't know. I've not. Um, I've not gone all SmackDown hacker on this one yet. So I've got to run on that. Triple Stroke says, "Who's had the better in-ring career in 2021, Christian or Edge?" Uh, Edge, I think. I mean, uh, before Christian had the banger with Omega, I think he was easily Edge, right? Like, I think he had a classic with Rollins at SummerSlam. I think WrestleMania. That triple threat main event is insanely good. I don't think many people loved him winning the Rumble, but he also had like a really good match with uh, Jey Uso on, on SmackDown. Uh, Christian's had like a load of good matches with Frankie Kazarian. Uh, he was in that Matt Hardy feud, which was, eh, you know, for a while. But the Kenny match really was where people were like, there's the Christian. There he is, the guy that we knew 
when he came to AEW. So I don't think it's a knock on either man, personally, Gary, but I would say Edge shades it. Yeah, for me, I think, you know, if you're looking at it kayfabe-wise, it's Christian because he's got a world title. Um, and Christian, I think, is one of the best wrestlers of all time in terms of, you know, just his intelligence in the ring and also the ability to carry off the things that he's thinking of. But if you're just looking at matches in 2021, I mean, Edge's return has seen him wrestle a way that I didn't think he'd wrestle. I thought it would be, you know, very short matches, you know, hit, hit the spear, you know, do the do your high spots and get out of there. He's been wrestling like 30, 40 minute matches. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's, it's not as if he's doing them every single night, but it's also not as if he's doing one or two a year. Uh, somewhere in the middle. So I think edge for me, definitely edge. And I mean, I think we'll see a lot, a lot of good stuff from Christian as well. So again, no knock on Christian, but edge. I do love Christian. Everyone knows this. Um, Christopher Dunstan says, where is me and more Tony Storm? They are loving the food and catering, brother. That's where they are. As far as I'm aware, there are no other issues with me and more Tony Storm. I've heard nothing to the contrary. Unfortunately, they just not have any stories for them at the moment, which is a fundamental problem with the two hours on SmackDown, but still shouldn't be. Um, they, they, they could have definitely rotated, shuffled their deck, I think, Gary, and used them, don't you? 100%. I think it's, you know, it's crazy when you look at the SmackDown women's roster and see how depleted it is, but then also look at who's being used on TV and who isn't out of that roster. And there's a lot more women not on TV than there are on TV every week. So, yeah, it's crazy that, I mean, you bring up Tony Storm for a start and don't use her, but also Mia Yim, I guess maybe it's, you know, letting the retribution thing die down ever so slightly, but... You just have her out there wearing their old gear or, you know, cat boots or whatever it is. Mm. And, the, the, and, and it'd be fine. Everybody would. We'll, we'll willingly forget retribution. I mean, we want yeah. to forget it. So I, I think I think they'd cheer her to forget it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'd be like, oh, <laughs> you made it out of retribution. That's what I think. Uh, last that's, how you, that's how you turn Becky heel. You make Becky bring back retribution. Sorted. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Becky Lynn's leader of retribution. Done. Uh, Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh, Esri 3 makes a good point. Edge has two great matches. Christian's one. Pretty simple math. Yeah, that's fair, I think. Although, I do think Christian did... The logic will never catch on. It'll never catch on. I I do think um, Christian did really well in that battle royal that eventually then put over Jungle Boy, which I know isn't really... People aren't remembering it for Christian, but he did very well to make that moment for Jungle Boy. 100%, yeah. Still edge wins. Um, the final question, I did have it until I was distracted. It's from Big Man Dogs. Is uh, how many people suggest Bray Wyatt booked as the new leader of the Dark Order? Would that really be the best option? I'm worried that it would be to Bray's detriment. Dark Order would need a total face list. Um, I've got two thoughts on this. One, I don't think you can replace Brody Lee in that position. But if there was even one man on earth, it is Bray Wyatt because of their close proximity, the character alignment and stuff. Like it's the only plausible one you could do. Right. Now, even an Eric Rome wouldn't work. No. Bray could work. He's been the leader of a cult guys. Have, he's got that equity uh, Two, I like what the dark order have kind of evolved into now. They're not really the dark cult. They were, they are, you know, I enjoy what they're doing with Hangman Page. I feel like they've kind of grown out of that state. And although, you know, Bray could come back in and different direction, all that good stuff. 
I don't know. To me, I'm fi- I find it very difficult to make a good case to make it happen, Gary. Yeah, I'm fine with what Dark Order is now as well. Like, I, I really like how they've progressed because at one point we thought they were doomed. I mean, they, they seemed like they were probably not going to be a faction much longer uh, at one point. But for me, the first point is, is bang on. I think if there was one person that you could make it a thing in, even, and I, I wouldn't advocate for this for any reason other than if you were to do it as part of Bray Wyatt, but if you were to have, you know, Bray Wyatt carrying out what he thought Brody Lee would want, he's the one guy that that wouldn't seem tacky with and it wouldn't seem forced and it wouldn't seem like a, you yeah. know, a bad marketing ploy in, in any way. So he's the one guy. Um, but for me, the most important kind of thought process behind it would be if it's what Bray Wyatt wants to do. I mean, if it's yes. something he'd find cathartic, because from what we've heard um, and from what you'd imagine, the guy obviously would be affected by Brody Lee's passing, probably still to this day. Um, it would be very hard not to be. Um, and just that, that kind of, that flip, that he would be all, almost doing stuff with Brody Lee as his leader would be a nice yeah. turn of events from what happened in WWE. So I think if it's what Bray Wyatt wants to do, great. Who are we to disagree with it? I mean, sure. we are nobody's in, in the grand scheme of things when it comes to Bray Wyatt wanting to, you know, do whatever he does creatively. And for what we've seen, Bray Wyatt's a genius. So I'm sure he'd carry it off. Hey, look, I played for Watford when I was 14. I'll tell Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I'll tell Bray Wyatt whatever I want. No, I'm only joking. Uh, as long as Negative One tells Bray Wyatt what to do, I don't mind. Negative One has a final say. He's yeah. the goddamn leader. Um, Gary, man, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, this is Gary's second appearance. You can go back and see his first with uh, Jeremy Lambert from Fightful. We had a nice little three-way once upon a time on this show it was very good uh you can obviously catch gary you see his handle in the top right hand corner i believe that's changed since he was last on this show it was once upon a time it was resting gary and now it's the gary cassidy so make sure you go and got follow to change him. It for the football articles alex that's the way it's got to be yeah well exactly <laughs> you don't want to don't want to book yourself into a corner brother <laughs> huh? Uh, but thank you so much for joining me, my man. I know we only sorted this out today. Andrew Zarian is meant to be coming on the show in the next couple of weeks. We're still trying to find like when, but he was scheduled in for today. We are going to have True Hill Heat as well, uh, a collective of those guys coming on in the next couple of weeks, basically when Andrew isn't. Um, so there's a lot to look forward to on the Friday slot, but we'll be back on Monday. We've sat and SP3 are their usual goodness. And I'll be here on Tuesday with Sati Niangi for the cooling. Uh, until then, Gary, my thanks to you. My thanks to the live chat. Thumbs up, subscribe, all of that stuff that I always moan at you about to be good X4. Please go ahead and do it. All the love and have a great weekend here from Wrestling Daily. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.